Hey, this is ENFP Dream Fan, and for this episode, I'll be helping you uh, sort through some of the major team cuts from today and going over who may and may not be a, a good fit for the Atlanta Dream, as uh, especially with Tiffany Hayes uh, being overseas. Uh, even if the Dream decide not to part ways with Kia Vaughn or Maya Caldwell, uh, there'll potentially be an opening uh, with Atlanta. And I just want to go over uh, possibilities of players that could um, be a part of the Atlanta Dream, uh, at least until uh, Tiffany Hayes returns, which could be anywhere between uh, four and six games. Uh, before diving into players and possibilities, though, I, I just want to first say that uh, there absolutely needs to be a significant change to how rosters are constructed in the WNBA. Um, I mentioned this in a previous episode where I went over on specific changes that I want to see in the league. Uh, but just a, a brief recap, I, I just believe there should be a, a separate reserved player list where you can have like three players uh, that don't play in games, but you can have them in case of injury or you can develop them um, throughout the season so they're ready for next season but it's three players uh, that you can use up to 200,000 in separate cap space on um, so they're continuing to get paid and then they're continuing to develop their skills while in the WNBA and then if you for instance have someone that's overseas like Tiffany Hage right now uh, you don't have to sign a hardship waiver they're already on the roster and when she returns uh, that player still gets to stay on the team. And if there's an injury or they're playing well enough that uh, we want to keep them in the rotation, we can tra uh, trade players in and out of the lineup. Uh, it just creates more flexibility. And then uh, what the Dream had was Cheyenne Parker last season, and the Lynx are currently experiencing with Nafisa Collier uh, with uh, those players uh, happily uh, having a pregnancy. There needs to be flexibility with those players on the cap uh, to be able to move up players so uh, they're not playing with extremely limited roster space and are able to be a, a fully competitive team. Uh, so uh, there's been other mentions of like a G League. I think that could work if we have like uh, two separate G Leagues in a centralized location, one on the uh, west side of the country, one on the east side, and uh, teams are able to call up uh, the players that they own the rights to uh, when they're needing that extra extra depth. But uh, how things are now, it, it's just not okay. and <laughs> it, it just needs to change sooner than later. Uh, players themselves are getting frustrated. Uh, I, I even saw a tweet on De uh, by DeAsia Fair, who uh, just transferred to Syracuse, and like and uh, Deja Kelly of North Carolina on like wondering what's going on and uh, I'm sure they're uh, worried if they're going to be able to have a legitimate shot to to make the WNBA uh, when they declare for the draft so it's just obvious we need to make the change and I think it comes with expanding the rosters uh, in some sort of way, either just having a full-time roster of 15 and raising the cap space or like I mentioned having a separate cap space. Uh, and then along with uh, increasing the amount of teams, I, I just there's enough talent <laughs> to uh, field entire teams. It, it wouldn't be so devastating, uh, Laisha Clarendon uh, getting cut by the Minnesota Lynx if there were more possibilities for them to sign and everything. It's just really heartbreaking 
players that have shown that they can contribute in this league and uh, younger players that just want to show they belong, uh, there's not as much opportunities for them. And uh, I'm just hoping it's uh, something that can change. Uh, but with that in mind, uh, I just want to go over uh, the Atlanta Dream roster first. It, this will just be a, a brief summary. I do have individual player episodes uh, for nine players. I'll, I'll be doing the other three before the season once the, the roster's finalized. Uh, but be sure to tune in to those if you'd like uh, to get more in-depth analysis from me on uh, the Dream's roster. Uh, but I'm just going to go position by position really quick, and then um, I'll jump into um, some of the available players that were released by uh, WNBA teams today. Uh, so starting at point guard and just anything involving point guard, uh, I can't help bringing up uh, how important it is for Ari McDonald to get a true opportunity this season and uh, for her to be able to prove if she's the starting point guard or not of the Atlanta Dream. And as I've said countless times, I really think she is. Uh, I, I just love um, her play. I love her speed and the, the drive that she plays with on both sides of the, of the court. Uh, I just think there's a potential star uh, that will develop if she's given the opportunity, and I really hope she gets that this season, uh, even with a veteran in Erica Wheeler in the lineup as well. I just hope it's uh, a good mix and uh, a good balance happens with Ari playing the remainder of the minutes that Erica Wheeler's not playing at point guard, and then also um, doing a decent amount of minutes at the two for her, uh, so she's getting around 23 to 25 minutes a game. Uh, to fully see what the Atlanta Dream have in her. And then uh, just Erica Wheeler and herself, she's coming off a, a career year uh, last season in points, and she's a former All-Star. Uh, she is going to be someone else that Ari can learn behind and someone that does make the Dream more competitive uh, in 2022. So uh, I feel overall good with that position. Uh, I will still go over uh, some of the point guards that were released, but... Uh, they would have to play another position because I, I just really think the like 99.9% of the minutes uh, should go to Ari McDonald and Erica Wheeler uh, for the season. And then depending on where the, the dream are, uh, as far as playoff-wise, as we get further into the season, either Ari plays a lot more to prepare for the future or we continue that balance if we're still a competitive team. Uh, but on the shooting guard, uh, this one is definitely more complicated with uh, the aforementioned uh, Tiffany Hayes uh, likely missing the first five to six games of the season with still being overseas. Uh, there's a number of directions the Dream could take. Uh, for instance, like moving Ryan Howard uh, permanently to the two, uh, or what I prefer, uh, having a mix of multiple players, and it starts with Ari McDonald. Uh, starting at shooting guard position, and then whenever she's on the bench or at point guard, um, having Maya Caldwell or Christy Wallace in the lineup or um, if we sign another free agent. But uh, again, it's just so crucial that Ari McDonald get the minutes, and uh, Christy Wallace was absolutely hitting shots during preseason. Uh, Maya Caldwell got the start in the, the first preseason game for the Dream. Uh, there's some potential here, and they're younger players, so let's give them a shot to see uh, what they can offer and if they can be a part of the Dream's future. Uh, on to small forward, and again, just uh, it's impacted by uh, Tiffany Hayes. So if we don't move uh, Ryan Howard back to the two, which I do think she'll play at least some minutes there, uh, but I still see her playing the majority. And then right now, 
uh, it would primarily be Megan Walker um, playing the, the rest of those minutes with uh, Nia Coffey starting at the four for us uh, in both preseason games. Um, so there's definitely an opportunity there. Uh, as you, If you've listened to my uh, Megan Walker player profile, uh, I do think she has a lot of potential with uh, how she played at UConn in high school. Uh, I think the, the potential is there to, to be a, a player in this league, but with her not uh, being an established player yet, uh, it definitely uh, might be beneficial for the Dream to have someone competing with minutes for her. Uh, and I'll go over some of those possibilities uh, here in a second. Um, at the four, uh, it's also uh, pretty slim pickings because of uh, the only true center being Kia Vaughn. Uh, but right now we have the Nia Coffey who's starting at the four, and uh, I, I see her staying there throughout the season unless there's a, a change in us uh, getting a, another player. And then behind her will be Naz Hillman, who... I wasn't expecting to get uh, a bulk of minutes yet this season. I, I more saw this as a developing season. So uh, her being second on the depth chart for right now, how things stand, uh, it would be interesting to see uh, if she's able to, to make an impact and uh, make a, a positive difference for her team uh, in season one, which would be amazing if uh, her and Ryan can get significant minutes together. Uh, but yeah, that will definitely be a, an interesting development. Uh, but I, I still wouldn't want us to sign uh, a four with uh, Cheyenne Parker and Monique Billings already being able to play that position. Uh, I would more like to get, if we are going to get an interior player, I would like to get a true center so we can move either Monique Billings or Cheyenne Parker back to the four, whichever one um, isn't performing at a, a high enough level at that position. We try something else because they're both players that have shown that they can contribute and deserve to be in this league. It's just going to be interesting, uh, this pretty much by committee approach, uh, how it's going to go this season for the Dream. But yeah, that, I like Nia Coffey at the four and I like Naz Hillman uh, for right now. I don't want to add anything else with that group. Uh, moving on to center that um, I just talked about a little, but... Um, Kia Vaughn is the only center, and uh, it honestly just seems redundant uh, to have her on the team. Uh, like, obviously, going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, an ideal scenario, uh, we can have up to 15 players, and she can be uh, like a veteran role model and everything. But uh, with us trying to build a future, it's important to get as many younger players as possible. Uh, to give an opportunity to, to see if they can be uh, a part of this new foundation. So, um, yeah, uh, Olivia Nelson Adoto uh, not being uh, released by the, the Sparks was uh, a blow to me personally as a Dream fan because I thought uh, the Dream might bite on uh, that opportunity. So uh, I only see one center that would potentially be worth taking a risk on, and I'll, I'll go over that in a second. Uh, at least of the players that have been released so far. <laughs> the Dallas Wings really frustrated me, which I'll go over in a little bit too. Uh, but yeah, for right now, uh, I see it being uh, Monique Billings and Cheyenne Parker just splitting time evenly together. Uh, and uh, I, I just don't see a scenario where it would be a good idea to keep Kia Vaughn uh, in the lineup when uh, there's uh, younger players that we could be giving opportunities to. So um, I'll go ahead and dive into this now. Uh, 
so the the teams I didn't uh, do were the the Phoenix Mercury, Chicago Sky, New York Liberty, and Washington Mystics. I just didn't see uh, a player that could be a good fit out of uh, the players that were cut. Um, so I'll be going over these teams in alphabetical order and uh, saying if they would be a, a good fit for the Atlanta Dream or not. Uh, so starting with uh, Beatrice uh, Montpremier, uh, she's a former 20th overall pick out of Miami in 2020, and she played 53 games uh, with the Connecticut Sun along with nine playoff games uh, in two seasons. Uh, her minutes, though, have been just extremely limited as she's averaged a little under nine minutes per game. She shot under 45% from the line in both seasons, which isn't good uh, for an interior player and a, a team that already struggled last season from the line in the Atlanta Dream. Uh, she also finished uh, both seasons in uh, the 6th percentile or lower per 40 minutes. Um, but with her 6'4 size, um, she did have um, some good percentages per 40 minutes in rebounds. Uh, she finished in the 96th percentile um, this past season in offensive rebounds per 40 minutes and in the 100th percentile uh, uh, in 2020. And then she finished 89% uh, in total rebounds uh, this past season, um, averaging 11.2 per 40 minutes. And uh, in 2020, she was in the 99th percentile, um, averaging 15 per 40 minutes. And uh, as much as... Uh, uh, she may contribute inside and in getting rebounds. I just feel like uh, we already have that with Monique Billings, uh, who was really solid at getting offensive rebounds for us. And then uh, Cheyenne Parker, just uh, a better offensive threat. I think just both of them have better offensive upside. Now, I understand that Billings we only have for one more season, but we do have Cheyenne. And Naz Hillman's going to be wanting minutes as well. So I, I just don't see... Um, her fitting into the dream lineup. Uh, I wouldn't be too upset if we signed her. Again, she's a, a younger player who uh, did have more success offensively uh, at Miami. Uh, in her last two seasons with Miami, she had 16-plus points. So uh, she knows how to score. It, it just hasn't translated yet in the W, but uh, I just don't see her being the best option for the Atlanta Dream. Um, On to the Indiana Fever. Fever. And uh, the best prospect to me, and, and the only center I have on here, again, because the Dallas Wings didn't finalize their roster, it might have changed things. Uh, but Amisha Williams-Holiday uh, was the 25, 25th pick by the Indiana Fever in 2022, and uh, quite frankly just was not given much an opportunity with them. It, and it was surprising uh, with how much they're rebuilding and how much they're wanting to put a fresh... Uh, image on themselves and have fresh faces uh, in the lineup and trying to be a part of the future. Uh, so again, with there being limited centers right now, it, it may be worth giving her a shot. Um, in her senior season with Jackson State, uh, she shot 57.7% from the floor, averaged 11.4 rebounds, 19.2 points, and had three straight seasons of averaging 10 or more rebounds, including 12.2 in 2021. Uh, she also contributed 1.1 steals per game and 2.7 blocks, and she averaged 3.2 in 2021. And again, just with a team like the Atlanta Dream that only has one true center right now uh, in Kievan, uh, I think we're a team that might uh, give her an opportunity. And I would be really happy for her um, coming out of Jackson State, 
to be able to to get a true uh, opportunity with the Atlanta Dream to see if she can uh, make a name for herself in this league uh, from the get-go. I would rather give someone uh, minutes like Williams Holiday uh, instead of Vaughn, who in all likelihood is not going to be back with the Dream next season. So you might as well um, give a younger player a chance and see uh, if they can contribute and uh, get more uh, minutes the following season and everything. So uh, she's not high on my li- as high on my list as other players I'll go off on here, but as far as centers, uh, right now she is the, the top player that I'd want the Atlanta Dream to go for. Um, from this past draft class. Um, on to the Las Vegas Aces, and I just want to touch on uh, Kayla Pointer, um, who was the 13th overall pick out of LSU. And again, because she's a point guard, uh, I just don't think she would be a good fit for the Dream. Uh, but she averaged 19.6 points, 6.4 rebounds, 5.3 assists, and 1.8 steals uh, in her senior season. So she definitely um, had the profile of a, a second-round pick. Uh, and if we didn't already have uh, Erica Wheeler and we were just going full on uh, with Ari McDonald, uh, it would have been nice to have uh, an insurance policy for her. But with us having uh, our point guards in stone with Ari and Erica, I, I just don't see her uh, fitting into the, the dream lineup. Um, on the other hand, uh, with Maya Hollingshed, who was the eighth pick for the Aces uh, in this past draft, um, she averaged double-digit points at Colorado for the last four seasons, uh, including 15.3 points in uh, the 2021 season and 14.1 in 2022. Uh, her senior season, she added a constant three-point shot to her game that she didn't have in her previous seasons. Uh, she shot 39.6% compared to 27.9% her junior season. Uh, she also averaged around 7.5 rebounds the past two seasons, two assists, and two straight seasons of at least a block and steal per game. So um, I love players that contribute across the stat sheet, and uh, she's definitely someone that could uh, compete for Megan Walker for minutes and make a tough decision when uh, Tiffany Hayes returns. So um, I like her upside. I I think that uh, she would be worthwhile uh, giving an opportunity to. She's definitely someone that would be on my short list uh, for the dream to go after. Uh, Moving on to the Los Angeles Sparks, and uh, the most popular player from them that got cut was uh, Tia Cooper. Uh, She was a 2020 18th overall pick um, out of Baylor by the Phoenix Mercury, Uh, but she was waived and then picked up um, by the Sparks during the season. And uh, she showed sparks uh, of potential, pun intended, uh, in her 51 games with them over two seasons, but uh, LA decided to move on from her today. Uh, She averaged 9.1 points, 1.7 rebounds, 1.4 assists, and nearly a steal per game. Uh, But she also um, averaged more turnovers than assists, uh, 1.8 to 1.4. And uh, she was just extremely inconsistent. Um, She had 13 games scoring double digits, uh, including three games of 20-plus points. But she had 16 games of single digits, including 14 games of five or less points. Uh, I went back and forth on her and just uh, the inconsistency and turnover to assist ratio just uh, scared me off. And I, I just think there's uh, other players to turn to, uh, especially uh, like it's going to have to be someone good and with a, a really high potential to uh, tempt the dream into adding a player 
uh, into that uh, shooting guard rotation with uh, Maya Caldwell and Christy Wallace that were at the entire training camp. Uh, I, I just think it would have to be a truly special player to, to be able to uh, join the competition. Um, on to Arella Garantes, and uh, she was a projected first-round pick in uh, the majority of mock drafts last season, but um, fell all the way to 22nd to the Sparks, and she was also uh, released today. Uh, she played in 25 games with two starts, uh, but only averaged 11.6 minutes for the entire season. Uh, she was not able to get into rhythm at all, sadly, um, only shooting 27% from the floor, and uh, just spent a season uh, adjusting, I'm sure, to um, the fewer minutes um, compared to what she did at Rutgers, uh, where she averaged 20 points and 6 rebounds per game uh, her final two seasons, and she also averaged a career-high 5.2 assists, 2.2 steals, and 1.8 blocks in that senior season, so... Um, she was coming in with a lot of momentum, but uh, just a mix and being a, a later pick and uh, just having significantly less minutes, I, I just really think it played a toll on her. Uh, and if the dream signer, it's probably going to start uh, with uh, spontaneous minutes usage and everything. So I'm curious if she'll be able um, to adjust better this season after um, experiencing with the Sparks last season. Uh, I personally think that uh, she would is one player that would be worth uh, bringing into the rotation. I just think uh, the potential is really high. Again, a lot of people had her um, as a, a first-round pick, and I definitely see that potential for her. Uh, it was just a really rough season for her, and I think she deserves an opportunity. Uh, on to the Minnesota Lynx, and uh, these were the most uh, surprising cuts uh, when they occurred and everything. Uh, I did not go um, with Lay, uh, with uh, Clarendon returning to the Dream. Uh, again, just with the Dream being filled up at point guard, I, I just didn't think it was worth talking about. Um, she's a veteran, and she should be chasing uh, a, a long playoff run. I'm hoping she gets a, an opportunity with a team like the uh, Connecticut Sun or being a, with the, the Las Vegas Aces or something like that, where she can make a significant difference and be that final piece. Uh, for someone that's trying to make some noise uh, in 2022. And uh, I have the dream fighting for the playoffs, but um, I definitely don't have them uh, as a title contending team. And I just think we want to get as much young players as possible. Um, but going into the, the two possible uh, players out of the links that were cut, uh, I really like Renaya Davis. Uh, she was injured in the preseason game against the Atlanta Dream uh, last season and unfortunately missed um, all of the games last season. Uh, in college, she averaged over 15 points three times while also shooting over 45% from the floor all four seasons with the Vols. In her final two seasons, she averaged eight rebounds, including almost nine in her senior season, where she averaged 8.8. .8. Uh, she also averaged over two assists her final seasons. Uh, a couple stats, though, that gave me pause uh, was her sub-30% three-point shooting and uh, her final two seasons, she was averaging over two turnovers. Uh, sorry, all four seasons, uh, she was averaging over two uh, turnovers. Uh, so uh, just something to watch out for. And if it's already happening in college, it just gives me a little hesitation uh, moving on uh, to the W and everything. But um, she had a really solid preseason, including on um, the last preseason game she played for the Lynx. Uh, she got a double-double. Um, she's another player that um, I would vote as someone that 
for the dream to potentially talk to. I, I would by be no means upset if the dream decided to sign her. Uh, and she would be one of the final players I would uh, make a decision on if I was a GM in bringing on or not. Um, on to the other Lynx player, and uh, that's Crystal Dangerfield, who uh, won Rookie of the Year in 2020, but just had such a severe drop-off uh, in starts this past season, and um, quite frankly just squandered an opportunity uh, when she was given the starter opportunity role uh, until um, cleared and joined the lineup. Um, so she's hoping to have a, a back uh, a rebound season, but um, yeah, she fell from 16.2 points per game to 7.7, and her field goal percentage went from 47.1% in her rookie season to 38.8%. Um, she did, however, cut down her, tu- her turnovers sig- uh, significantly from 2.6 to 1.4, um, but her assists also fell from 3.6 to 2.8. Um, this is another player um, I went back and forth on, and again, ultimately, uh, it just came down to we already have two point guards in the lineup. Uh, I didn't feel comfortable enough to uh, move her to shooting guard. I'd rather have someone um, that can play at the two or the three potentially for now in the future, and I, I just don't think uh, she would meet that role for us and uh, being a part of that foundation. But another player that definitely deserves an opportunity uh, another opportunity with how uh, good they were uh, in the, the 2020 season. Uh, but uh, moving on to the Seattle Storm, and this will be the, the last team I'll go over uh, that made cuts, and uh, I just want to talk about Avina Westbrook. Uh, and she's more on this list, uh, honestly, because of her uh, preseason game performances. Uh, I I thought that she was a, a decent player uh, in college, but I just didn't think she matched up um, to some of the other players that um, were draft eligible and everything. But um, she really impressed me in the um, highlights I was able to see uh, with her in the storm and everything. Uh, but in her career with UConn, uh, her only double-digit season uh, came when she was actually with Tennessee before she transferred to UConn uh, in the 2018-2019 season where she averaged 14.9 points. Um, She did average over 9 points in her final two seasons, but just didn't get close uh, to what she produced uh, in her sophomore uh, season with Tennessee. Um, She has the potential to be a a player in the W with how uh, she contributes across the stat sheet. Um, She averaged 5.3 rebounds her junior season. Uh, She's had four or more assists in every season but her senior one and uh, was uh, uh, over one steal per game in her final three seasons. So uh, she's a player that works hard on both ends of the floor. Uh, overall, uh, I have similar feelings uh, like uh, Garantes uh, with the LA Sparks, but uh, overall, I, I just think uh, the dream would pass on her and potentially wait for someone else. And uh, I'm going to be going over the wings in a second, but if you've heard previous episodes from me, I am a huge fan um, of Jasmine Dickey. I'll go over that more in a second, but uh, if she ends up getting cut, I, I'm just going to be uh, really annoying on Twitter with just calling for her to get signed by the Atlanta Dream because I, I just think there's so much potential there. Uh, but with Westbrook, like uh, her pre last preseason game, uh, she scored 15 points in 17 minutes, including going three of four beyond the arc, with four rebounds and two assists. And 
was a, a big part of the Storm being able to complete uh, the comeback victory over the Mercury. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't see uh, enough uh, potential there to uh, take away from the minutes of Caldwell and Wallace, who have been there all camp. I, I just don't think she's a, a player that stands up, uh, that stands out enough to me. Uh, it's another player I wouldn't be frustrated at the dream sign, just to me personally, uh, I, I don't think that she would um, be worth bringing into the lineup. And then lastly, talking about the Dallas Wings. Uh, they were the only team uh, coming into the day with over 12 players to not make any cuts. And it's really frustrating um, that these players will have to find out tomorrow when teams are supposed to finalize their rosters if they're going to be able to make the team or not. Uh, unless a, a big trade is involved, like this is just unfair to the, the players on the roster and trying to, to find another opportunity. Uh, but two players that really stick out to me, uh, one, Charlie Collier. Uh, I'm curious to see if the Wings are going to move on from her. Uh, she was the only player uh, to not play in the, in the lone playoff game against the Chicago Sky last season, and uh, she got ejected in um, her last preseason game with her. So I'm wondering if the Wings have had enough and they, they want to just move on with the group they have and um, Awaka and McCowan. Uh, or if they're going to give her another opportunity uh, to see if she can stand out. Eventually, I do think they have to make a decision between uh, Awak and Collier because uh, they made that trade with the Fever to get McCowan. Uh, but we'll see if they make that decision now. And then uh, obviously the, the other player for me is Jasmine Dickey, who uh, plays that wing position, uh, can play at the two or the three, and, and just flat out contributes. Uh, she's out of Delaware in uh, both preseason games. She scored double-digit points, including in her last preseason game where she scored 15 points in 13 minutes while also going 2-3 beyond the arc. Uh, the, the just someone who consistently contributes, was a big part of leading Delaware to the tournament last season. And uh, yeah, if she ends up getting cut, I might just do <laughs> her own episode on why she deserves to be in the W. Uh, just... Someone that just plays hard on both ends and finds ways to um, help her team uh, be competitive. Uh, but yeah, those are um, some possibilities for me on players that the Dream may go after. Uh, if I were forced to make a prediction, um, I would go with Garantes and then I would uh, go with Maya Hollingshed um, out of Colorado. So uh, my depth chart would be at point guard, Erica Wheeler and Ari um, McDonald. At shooting guard, Christy Wallace, uh, Garantes, and Caldwell. Uh, at small forward, Ryan Howard, Walker, and Hollingshed. Uh, at power forward, I would have Coffey and Hillman. And then at center, I would have uh, Parker and Billing splitting time and then uh, Kiavon being uh, cut from the roster. And uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, tomorrow I will not be doing an episode as I will be... Uh, actually joining us spaces with uh, Travis Lund and uh, Atlanta Ghost GM for um, going over a, a preview of what uh, the Atlanta Dream will be trying to accomplish this season and how well we'll do. Um, that will be at 8 p.m. Eastern, and I'm sure it will be a lot of fun, and we're going to have differing opinions because uh, not a lot of people are on the same page with me with 
uh, rooting for the Dream to uh, make the playoffs when there's such a, a deep draft class for 2023. But uh, it should be a really good time, and I hope you can join. And uh, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. The, the support just means so much for um, someone that's new uh, to creating this type of content. I, I just love the WNBA and Atlanta Dream so much, and uh, it's fun to be able to contribute in my own way. Uh, the passion and... Uh, yeah, just giving praise to these players that work so hard to, to be in this wonderful league. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you later.